0: Hey everybody, happy October, happy Pastor Appreciation Month. That's right, in case you didn't know, the 31 days of October are not just the countdown to fall break, Halloween, or the holiday season. It's also the month you should be appreciating pastors worldwide. So if you are a pastor... I appreciate you. If you have a pastor, you should go appreciate them. But this month at Youth Ministry Booster, we wanted to celebrate a particular group of pastors and that is all the women in youth ministry. So if you are a full-time, part-time, volunteer, small group leading, loving students, woman in youth ministry, this month is for you. And almost every stinking day this month we have got an exciting interview with a woman in youth ministry who's doing an incredible job and has an amazing story to tell. But more than just hearing from them. We want to celebrate. And so if you are or know of a woman in youth ministry, go to www.youthministrybooster.com slash giveaway, and we are going to give away an annual subscription box of their choosing and a year of booster for a woman in youth ministry who's doing an amazing job. So youth ministry men, you can enter by nominating someone you're going to give the gift to. And women in youth ministry, please sign up. We want you to have a gift. We want you to give to you a year-long celebration to Thank you for what you do and to love you for loving young people. All right, that's it for me. Enjoy this interview and I'll catch you back at the end of the episode with more details.
1: Hello and welcome to the Youth Ministry Booster Podcast. My name is Chad Higgins and I will be our host today. I will let my guest introduce herself, tell you a little bit about herself. Where are you from? Where are you doing student ministry? What do we need to know about today?
2: Yeah, hi. Um, my name is Anna Maciel. I do ministry at Trinity Community Church in Norwood, Massachusetts. And nobody really knows where that is because <laughs> it's kind of an obscure little town about 30, 35 minutes outside of Boston. So we're in New England. We're kind of in the thick of it. Um, yeah, serving in a pretty average size, above average, Chad tells me, um, church. And it's been great. Yeah, I've been there for now a little over five years.
1: All right. So right outside of Boston, right? Yep. So here's the thing. I'm going to be honest. I don't hear that thick Boston accent <laughs> that like, I think the rest of the country thinks of when you say that you're from around Boston. What's up with that? Have you lived there all your life? Have you just worked that accent out? Have we not said enough words like car and things like that (laughs) for us to hear it?
2: Yeah. um, So I guess I'm a little bit unique in that I was born in Brazil. I came to the United States when I was four years old. Um, But I have been living, um, I grew up in Lynn, Massachusetts, which again, 30, 35 minutes outside of Boston, (laughs) but on the other side, so the North Shore side. Um, So I grew up in Lynn and I don't know, the Boston accent, unfortunately, never really stuck. I just got stuck with this pretty average American (laughs) English.
1: So what you're telling me is you only learned to drop the R before the age of three, right? Like you have to, is that's it?
2: Yeah, it must be. (laughs) (laughs) It's bizarre. I mean my daughter I don't know if this is intentional or not but she she's about to be 2 and she doesn't pronounce her r's very well maybe it's a toddler thing but hey maybe she's got new england in there somewhere it's
1: in the blood at this point <laughs> that's awesome all right so tell me tell me your story getting involved in student ministry where did that come about w- when did that all happen
2: yeah um, Let's see. I was in high school and I grew up Catholic my entire life. It was about my freshman year and God totally rocked my family's world. Um, it's, we're going to dive into a little bit of my testimony here, but yeah. So I'm a freshman in high school trying to navigate all of that as a first born immigrant kid, like trying to figure out the whole, you know, life yeah. as a, as a teenager. Um, And my dad gets mysteriously sick. Like we don't know what's going on with him. He's just got all these issues happening where like he couldn't hold his head up straight and talk. Like it was very slurred, really weird. So we'd go to doctor after doctor and they'd tell us, oh, you know what? He's just like high levels of stress. He needs to just chill. And my mom and I are looking at each other like, that's weird. That doesn't sound right. continues getting worse and we come to find out my dad being the entrepreneur that he was. He had started a cleaning business and a construction company. um, And all of that just started to fall apart um, with his health issues. And then we come to find out that we were months and months behind on bills. So it's just one thing adding up after the other. And my mom's super stressed out. And I'm the firstborn kid who speaks English. So I have to like fill out all the paperwork and pay the bills and help. So I'm seeing all this behind the scenes stuff. And my family life's falling apart. My parents' marriage is falling apart. It's just ugly. Um, so one of my mom's friends went to a Brazilian Pentecostal church at the time. And she was like, hey, you know what? Why don't you give this church thing a chance? Why don't you give God a chance to break in? Because um, she's like, I know you guys are Catholic and this is weird for you to like branch out, but try it. There's a pastor coming who's going to pray for healing. So... My, my dad is like, you know what, whatever. Like, I'm, I'm at the end of my game here. So we go to this church. There's people speaking in tongues. I'm a teenager who grew up in the Catholic church. I'm just totally freaked out. right? <laughs> like Looking around like, what in the world? Get me out of here. Right. <laughs> um, so totally out of my context. And the pastor has this moment where he looks straight into my dad's eyes. And he's like, look, man, God just told me, telling me to pray for you. Um, so can I do that? My dad's like, yeah, sure. He like goes up to the, to the stage or the altar and pastor starts, um, kind of rattling off everything that my family had been going through the past couple of months. And it wasn't like, you know, my mom's friend had had told him or something. It was just divine revelation because this guy had just flown in from Brazil. Um, So he's rattling everything off. He's like, God wants to deliver you. Are you open to that? And my dad's like, okay, just pray for me. So they start praying for him and literally all hell breaks loose. He's blood red, like screaming, demonic. Like, I've never heard this come out of my father, of course. Um, So he's just like, he falls over on the floor. He's screaming. It's like literal exorcism. And I thought this kind of stuff didn't happen in real life.
1: How old are you at this point?
2: I'm about like... 14 or
1: 15.
2: Okay. Yeah. So my, my, my mind is blown. My little sister's 10. It's just the two of us. And she's watching this and she starts crying and I have to step out of the room with her. But there, it was like this three day, um, kind of like healing services that the pastor was doing. So my parents, after the first night, you know, my dad was, um, the whole, that whole thing happened and he was relieved of that. Um, and they went back to this other two nights, um, but I can, I can tell you that as crazy as the story sounds, every time that I tell it, I'm like, I wonder if people are going to believe me <laughs> as crazy as it sounds. It is true. And I can attest that this was God's healing hand at work. It wasn't some kind of weird hocus pocus stuff because my father went from being this angry, shut off, like father figure in my life. Like, of course I loved him and everything that would work so hard to get straight A's and I'd come home and show him my report cards and he'd just give me like a handshake. Yeah. He wasn't this like affectionate dad, you know? Um, but after that weekend where God delivered him from whatever was happening in his life, um, he just, it was a complete one eighty. He went from being this like closed off father figure to this dad that like would, Like I remember two weeks after that, he just gave me the first unsolicited hug in a long time. So I like to say that my heavenly father intervened in my earthly father's life to kind of show me a glimpse of his love. Um, And that's just like the tip of the iceberg with that whole story. Like my parents are about to lose their house and that church where this deliverance happened Um, They banded together to give us enough money to save it. And my parents are still living in it to this day. Yeah. So it's just, um, it's a family testimony. Most people have individual testimonies where they come to Christ. My entire family was just shook up. Yeah, Um, God just really used that entire scenario to bring us all to faith in him. Um, So yeah, being 14 and 15 at the time, I didn't have your traditional, I grew up in the church and Love my student pastor type of thing. Um, I did get involved with the student ministry in the area and they were really cool. And let's see, I think it was senior year, junior, senior year. And I'm looking like, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? I thought about going into art therapy, but wasn't super confident in that. And then I just started Googling like Christian colleges because I knew I love God, but I didn't know what to do with that. Um, And I came across Gordon College's website, um, which is not so far from where my parents live. And I was looking through their majors list and youth ministry was on there. i was like, what? You can you can do that? <laughs> like <laughs> you can get a, a major in youth ministry. And that just blew my mind. And being, it's a lot
1: of ping pong classes, right? Like yes. getting better at ping pong.
2: Yes, you strengthen your arms for dodgeball. Right. How
1: <laughs> pizza math, right? It's all like yes. how many pizzas do I need to feed these many people?
2: Yes. Um, so I was just shocked and you know, just being on fire for God <laughs> I was like, you know what, God, um, I'm going to apply to just this one school, and if I get in, because I didn't really have like the highest GPA, uh, and if I get in, then that's what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. So not very smart. I tell my kids a story now, and I'm like, don't don't do what I did. Don't just apply to one school. It was a crazy leap of faith, and God let it happen. <laughs> but uh, be a little wiser than I was. Um, so yeah, I went to Gordon College for. Um, Christian Ministries, and I've been just doing this whole crazy thing since.
1: That's awesome. What a powerful story.
2: Yeah. All right. So
1: your years of student ministry so far could be a powerful moment, funny moment. Like what's one of your favorite youth ministry moments so far?
2: My favorite thing by far is seeing kids that go through our youth ministry stick around. Because if they stick around after college and they come back, church you know christmas break thanksgiving break um and then spend their summers and fellowship with the kids that they graduated with for me that is that is like all-time youth ministry win um because like we all know the statistics Mm -hmm. so i just get i'm just super proud of those kids that you know love our church and they still coming back still come back Um, but favorite youth ministry moment the freshest one is how many years has it been now? It's been two or three years, say three years, three years ago. Um, one of my, one of my students that I was really close with, and I know for all youth ministry leaders that are listening, you, you all have that one, that one kid that you love. Um, we don't want to say favorites because that's kind of a messed up word. <laughs> but our we all, yes, there are. <laughs> we'll just be honest. <laughs> Uh, I always feel bad that there are favorites, but one of my favorite kids, she, um, you know, we shared a room on our mission trip. We um, hung out so many times together. You know, I loved this kid. She came to me one day and she's like, you know what, what do you, how do you feel about homosexuality? And I just answered it in like the worst possible way. I like, I forget what was going on that day, but I just kind of like blew up. I was like, oh, no, that's wrong. And I didn't know that she was, like, asking for a friend, you know, asking for herself. Like, that she was struggling with these same-sex attractions. Um, And I was just super, just wasn't thinking. I was like, no, that's wrong. The Bible says that's wrong, et cetera, et cetera, yada, yada. And she just took that really hard. um, And she started to distance herself a little bit. Um, And then it finally came out that she... um, liked another girl and started a relationship with that girl. Um, So it just wasn't handled in, I'd say, the best way. I think myself, I could have done a better job. And since then, I've learned from the mistakes and have um, looked into how to handle that in a more loving and approachable way. Um, And then the church as well, we didn't do a great job of kind of walking with her through it She kind of was hurt and stepped back and kind of isolated herself away and disconnected from the youth group. Um, So this year she graduated from high school and her sister, one of our youth group graduates, has been um, working with YWAM in Hawaii for like about five years now. Um, So she invited her sister to come to this teen camp that they do for two weeks and her Her sister, um, my favorite kid, was like, "Yeah, I'll I'll go. It's a free trip to Hawaii." And she told me she went to this trip with her, you know, walls built up, and she wasn't open to God at all because of what had happened with the church. Um, But she's like, "Hey, you know what? I'm a senior. I graduated. This is a great vacation before I go off to college." So she goes on the trip, goes to the camp, and God totally knocks her socks off and she comes back to Christ and she comes back into a, like this crazy love relationship with God that and it was all restored. Um she like gets baptized again on her two week trip. It was just amazing to hear her come back and then hear her come back and say, you know what, I'm sorry for the grudges I've held against you in the church.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I've apologized to her plenty of times before, but I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry again for messing up the way I did back three years ago. Um, But yeah, that my favorite youth ministry moment has been watching God restore and redeem. Not only that broken relationship between us, but this child that stepped away from him and, you know, was choosing to live in a life of sin and he totally knocked her socks off again. So it was just amazing. And right now she's, um, she went off to college for a two-year program, I think. But after that, she has plans to join um, YWAM and the Circuit Riders to go spread the gospel to campuses across the United States. Like, how crazy is that?
1: And, it, and it's so cool how we get this thought in our head of like, God needs us. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like oh, like I I need to do this so this could happen in these kids' lives. Or man, mm-hmm. I I really knocked up talk out of the water or whatever you know like we we think that way and i i love the fact that one of your favorite ministry moments is this way that like you at least look at it and go i, I kind of got it wrong here right like yeah. i i i said something maybe not the right way and to see god move and you know what i mean like sometimes in spite of us, right, Um, is such a powerful thing. And I think when we hang our hat on these, like, great moments, not of, like, hey, I really killed it, right, but, like, Mm -hmm. our great moments are ones where we look at it and go, God is huge, right? And God is God powerful, did it. right? I think, I think when we see those as our favorite moments, those lead to longevity because then we're just waiting around and expecting God to move, right? And,
2: yeah. and
1: I think that that's such a, a powerful story.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Just that broken relationship was probably one of the hardest mm-hmm. moments in youth ministry for me. Just yeah. like knowing I messed up and, like, hey, it was also a realization of, like, like I'm human, too. I'm going to mess up. I'm not going to be the perfect youth ministry leader. Um, it, was, it was humbling. It was hard. And the reason why I share it is because I'm sure that there's somebody else out there who feels like, man, I really screwed that one right. up. Yeah. But God is the one who redeems it. He's the one that fixes things. It's not us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that right there is great advice for us all. But... a different thing i want you to think on if we could get in a time machine which i'm really open for one day (laughs) uh and you could go back in time i mean you are brand new on the job this isn't just your first year in student ministry this is your first day on the job what advice would you give yourself
2: i think it took me like one or two years probably like two over two years to like really get connected to a network in my area.
1: Okay.
2: Um, So I think one of the biggest things for me has been finding a network. Um, So I'd say like, Hey, young youth ministry, Anna, I know you're totally gung ho about teenagers and Jesus right now. And you want to just like win lives for Christ, but get connected to people in the area because they're going to be, such a huge support system. Like even I met with my network like about a week ago. It's just so great. Like people in your area, like especially in new England, it's rare. It's hard to, to find other people who do what you do. Yeah. Um, so to just get together and be able to be honest and open and vent a little bit and get a little bit of the the crazy out. Um, <laughs> it's so, so valuable. So yeah, if there's anybody listening that is a first year. Find your network. There's mm-hmm. so many, so many out there. There's yeah, gotta be at least one in your area.
1: That's well, I, I'm obviously gonna be very partial to that. And I will <laughs> say, like as totally as a like shameless plug or whatever, if you do not have a network, we wanna help you with that at Youth Ministry Booster. We have phenomenal mastermind groups that meet every single month. The video chat that you can be a part of. uh, And then we have weekly soul care calls and those kind of things. And so I completely agree with you. Yeah, it's
2: so valuable.
1: I think finding those people that we can share life with, uh, because let's be honest, like student ministry is hard and it's Mm -hmm. weird, right? Like (laughs) (laughs) you don't, you can't like, talk with your friend that works at the bank and try to like relate with them. You know what I mean? (laughs) On like what you do and what they do and all those kind of things. And so, and I think finding whether they're they're physical or whether they're these great like online venues where we can meet through video chat are extremely, extremely valuable. And we want, um, we want healthy youth ministry practices. And I think that that's found uh, through healthy relationships with other ministers. As we grow, challenge, and inspire one another.
2: Yes, get connected, people.
1: (laughs) Anna, I have thoroughly enjoyed hearing your story today, and it has been very encouraging to me. Uh, I I have loved so much of what you said today because it has all been about the Lord, and Mm -hmm. I I can't thank you enough for that. Uh, in, In the midst of... As we think about ministry being about us or the work, it is solely about God. And I am so thankful for that. I'm so thankful that he uses amazing people like yourself uh, and really weird people like me. And so (laughs) uh, thank you guys for joining us uh, today on Youth Ministry Booster. We want to make sure that you plug in tomorrow as we hear from another um, amazing woman in youth ministry.
0: There you go. That's our interview with Anna, a wonderful, powerful testimony of life change from the New England area. Anna, thanks for sharing. And again, the support system is everything. If you don't have a network, we want you to get plugged in. We want you to check it out. Chad made the plug. I'll give the website, www.youthministrybooster.com. Find a network, find a group, get, as Anna said, some of the crazy out with youth ministers who understand and care. We'll see you tomorrow.
1: And I'm gonna show you.